The rules of retirement have changed. No longer can most of us rely on Social Security or a single pension to fund our futures. We're living longer, and retirement doesn't just last a handful of years anymore. Instead, you might stay retired for 20 or 30 years, and maybe even more. We need to look at retirement through a new lens, with fresh eyes, with a new approach and plan of attack. Here to answer the call are financial advisors John Texera and Nick McDevitt of PFG Private Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Tampa Bay area. This podcast is Retirement Planning Redefined, and it starts right now. Thanks for coming back in with us as we talk here on Retirement Planning Redefined. We always appreciate you joining us here on the podcast with John and Nick, financial advisors at PFG Private Wealth. And we're going to continue our multi-part series on Social Security. We talked about a few things uh, last go around on the podcast. So we're going to continue that on this time as well. John, how you doing, buddy? How's things going? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there, doing pretty well. Uh, I think I'm doing about the same as Nick. Uh, our teams did not, at the time of this podcast, our teams did not fare well this past weekend in football. How you doing, Nick? Good. Uh, although we lost, I'm still cautiously optimistic. So yeah, that's right. I'm, that's good. I'm okay. That's how fans do it, right? You still stay optimistic even when they break your heart over and over. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll save that for another time. But I do want to continue on our conversation about uh, Social Security. We had some good chat the last time. We had some good conversation about things to consider. So we're going to continue this piece on. And as we teased the last time, and if you didn't listen to it, make sure you go and check out the prior episode. Uh, you can go to pfgprivatewealth.com. That is pfgprivatewealth.com. You can subscribe to the podcast, Retirement Planning Redefined. You can subscribe to that and listen to past episodes as well as future episodes. So let's get into this part. We're going to talk about how to integrate really Social Security into your retirement plan. So what's a few steps to start and start thinking about when it comes to the integration of it? Yeah, you know, one thing we wanted to touch on with Social Security is just how important it is uh, in someone's retirement plan. A lot of people don't realize it really equates to almost 30 to 40% of their retirement income. And a big factor of why it's important, it's actually inf- inflation protected. So on average, you know, historically, Social Security's averaged about 2.6%. So it's really nice to have um, a set of income that's actually going to be going up with cost of living adjustments. Um, it makes a big difference. So just kind of give a quick example. You know, let's say if you're starting Social Security now, it's $2,000 per month. You know, within 20 years at 2.6%, that will be about $3,340 or so, which is a big jump in income. You know, it's important to understand how valuable that is and how much that, you know, really does help out someone's retirement plan. All right. So let's talk about some taxation uh, and some benefits there. Uh, Nick, what are some things to think about when it comes to the the benefits of the taxation? From the standpoint of, I guess, making sure that people understand how social security works from conversations that we've had, a lot of people are under the impression that because social security was funded via the payroll taxes that we talked about in the last session, they're under the impression that there's not going to be any sort of income tax when they start to receive it. Right, right. And um, as many people do know, that is incorrect. So the formula that they use to calculate how much of the benefit is taxable to somebody is a little bit convoluted. Essentially what they do is they look at a modified adjusted gross income number, which includes your adjusted gross income, half of the amount that you receive from Social Security, and then uh, tax-exempt interest, a.k.a. interest from municipal bonds. And they add that together, and then they really kind of uh, look at a chart. And then depending upon if you are single 
or married, it's going to determine what percentage of your benefit is going to be includable in your taxable income. So if we were to say that your benefit amount was 2000 a month and your combined that income formula that we kind of talked about puts your income over about $38,000, 85% of your benefit or about 1700 of the 2000 is going to be added to the other income sources that you have to determine how much you're going to pay in tax. So we just like to make sure that people understand that although you know that benefit is coming in, oftentimes they look at the gross amount and they don't necessarily understand that, hey, once you're on Medicare, your Medicare gets deducted out of that. You're probably going to want to have some sort of federal income tax withheld from it. That benefit starts to drop down. So th- that's something that we always make sure we focus on and make sure that people understand. When we're doing planning and people find out that the Social Security is taxed, they are not happy. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes we get asked, you know, when did that happen or how did that happen? It, it really happened in the 80s, in the 80s during the Reagan administration um, is when it took place. So, you know, realistically, for most of the people that we're working with, you know, they've been in the working world for 30 years and, and that's been in place. So it's not something that's necessarily very new or anything like that. And you know, there's really minimal ways that you can actually reduce the impact on taxes. You know, realistically, the only other sort of income that's not includable in that is uh, any withdrawals that you'll take out of a Roth IRA. So dependent upon their overall situation and dependent upon the structure of what they're going to have to take out and required minimum distributions and those sorts of things, we may look at different strategies like converting traditional money to Roth money. And, you know, determining if that makes sense. I'll say this, that people do tend to hate taxes. And I know that sounds kind of funny, but the point being is that sometimes they'll try to make irrational decisions just to try to deal with uh, maybe a tax issue without figuring out that, hey, you know, they may only be paying an effective tax rate of 12 or 13 percent on their income, which in the scheme of things is really low. And so making sure that they understand that and that they don't need to make kind of rash decisions with how they structure their decisions is an important kind of thing. So Social Security just kind of factors in. It's important for people to understand how it works and how it's taxed. And so it's more of just kind of an FYI sort of thing. Well, really good information here. We're talking about how to integrate Social Security in a retirement plan. John, did you have another point about uh, about the taxes here on this? Yeah. So one thing that we do in planning is we really start to map out uh, someone's taxes into retirement. And a big chunk of that is their requirement distribution at age 70 and a half. So if we can see how much taxes they're going to pay, we can really make some um, strategies for someone's Social Security based on that. But again, the plan you know, kind of gives you the roadmap so you can make the right decision based on your situation. And to kind of uh, add on to that, so you know, more specifically, when we map that out and we look at it, what we're looking to see is you know, when those required minimum distributions are due at 70 and a half, because people by default like to put them off as long as they can, sometimes it will actually make sense to start taking money out of their IRAs first and wait on Social Security, whereas the default for most people is take Social Security first and then take out the money for the required minimum distributions. So structuring those decisions together as one is a really important way that you can kind of add in some tax planning into your overall retirement planning. All right, so we're going to continue our conversation on the next podcast as well, part three, if you will, about Social Security. But before we get out of here for this particular episode, any other thoughts about some of the things we've covered today, gents? 
Yeah. So uh, it's kind of going back to what we first talked about with uh, Social Security being important, someone's plan and inflation. And the reason that is, is, you know, it's when you have a portion of your retirement income that's guaranteed, it really helps us kind of map out how we should invest or basically implement a distribution strategy from the rest of the assets. So having that base of, let's say, 30 30,000 guaranteed income coming in that's going up with cost of living helps us really map out the rest of the investments and how we should strategize behind that. I think another good tool or, uh, you know, because as an example, my father has a pension, he's a retired fireman, and I have to constantly remind my mother what kind of the equivalent of, you know, a lump sum of dollars would be if, if he would have a lump sum versus the amount that he gets every single month through the pension. So, if we're saying on average a social security, you know, benefit amount for somebody that's been working for their full life and and waits until their full retirement age to take it is around 2000 per month. And let's say it's a dual family household, so we're talking about 4000 per year. That's really kind of the equivalent of a safe withdrawal rate on a million bucks. One of the super common questions that people ask us is, you know, how much can I take out of my retirement account each year and, you know, the safe withdrawal rate's around 4%. So, 4% on a million you know, $40,000 a year. So 2000 a month, you know, times two is closer to $48,000 a year. So we're talking about one plus million bucks. You know, if that money was sitting in an account, at least generating income, even though you couldn't invade, invade principal, that kind of sometimes gives people some perspective on how valuable that social security income really is to them and their overall planning. Well, again, we are talking about Social Security. We've gone through a couple of pieces the last couple podcasts. We're going to do another one coming up uh, in just a couple of weeks here and continue on with our conversation with John and Nick, financial advisors at PFG Private Wealth around Social Security. If you have questions and concerns, and you probably do because Social Security can be quite confusing to a lot of us who don't deal with this every day, well, then reach out to the guys, give them a call and let them know because they do uh, you know, obviously work in this arena every day. So uh, having a, a conversation, getting a second opinion if you've already got one or, or maybe you have no plan at all or maybe you've had no conversations around it, well, just reach out and let them know you'd like to talk. 813-286-7776 is how you can reach out to them if you'd like here in the Tampa Bay area. 813-286-7776. And of course, you can also just go to the website, pfgprivatewealth.com. That is pfgprivatewealth.com. Check out the team on the website there as well. You can also uh, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you choose, Apple or Google or so on and so forth, and listen to uh, past episodes as well as future episodes. So guys, I'm going to say bye this week for you, and uh, we'll be back next time here on the podcast. So make sure you tune in for more Retirement Planning Redefined with John and Nick from PFG Private Wealth. We'll see you next time. PFG Private Wealth Management LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. The topics and information discussed during this podcast are not intended to provide tax or legal advice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed on this podcast. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Insurance products and services are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed insurance agents.